We're going to turn to the Word of God this morning, to the book of Joshua chapter number 6. Joshua chapter number 6, we're going to read from the verse number 1. We're going to read down from the verse 1, down to the verse number 5, and then we'll go to verse number 12, and read a bit there just afterwards. Joshua chapter 6, and we'll read from the verse number 1. Joshua 6, let's read from verse number 1. Now Jericho was straightly shut up because the children of Israel, offspring of Israel, none went out and none came in. And the Lord said unto Joshua, See, I have given into thine hand Jericho, and the king thereof, and the mighty men of valor, and ye shall come past the city, all the men of war, and go round about the city once. Thus shalt thou do six days. And seven priests shall bear before the ark seven trumpets of ram's horns. And the seventh day ye shall compass the city seven times. And the priests shall blow with the trumpets. And it shall come to pass that when they make a, a long blast, with the ram's horn, and when ye hear the sound of the trumpet, all the people shall shout with a great shout, and the wall of the city shall fall down flat, and the people shall ascend up every man straight before him. Verse number 12. And Joshua rose early in the morning, and the priests took up the ark of the Lord, and seven priests bearing seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark of the Lord went on continually. And blew with the trumpets, and armed men went before them. But the reward came after the ark of the Lord and the priests going on and blowing with the trumpets. On the second day they compassed the city once, and returned into the camp, so they did six days. And it came to pass on the seventh day that they rose early about the dawning of the day. And compassed the city after the manner seven times. <clears throat> Only on that day they compassed the city seven times. And it came to pass at the seventh time. When the priest blew with the trumpets, Joshua said unto the people, Shout, The Lord hath given you the city, and the city shall be accursed, even it, and all that are therein, to the Lord only Rahab the harlot shall live. She and all that are with her in the house because she hid the messengers that we sent. And ye, in any wise keep yourselves from the accursed thing, lest ye make yourselves accursed. And when ye take of the accursed thing and make the camp of Israel accursed and trouble it, but all the silver and gold and vessels of brass and iron are consecrated unto the Lord, they shall come into the treasury of the Lord. So the people shouted when the priests blew with their trumpets. And it came to pass that when the people heard the sound of the trumpet, and the people shouted with a great shout, that the wall fell down flat, so that the people went up into the city, every man straight before him, and they took the city. Amen. And the Lord will bless a public reading of his precious and infallible truth. I'm just going to read one verse of scripture in Joshua chapter 6. 
It is a verse number two. We'll look at a few others during it, but this verse number two, which is, which I believe which we, we should concentrate in sort of a way on, especially at the beginning of this meeting anyway. Joshua chapter six, verse number two. And it says these words. And the Lord said unto Joshua, See, I have given into thine hand Jericho, and the king thereof, and the mighty men of valor. In this passage of scripture we have a city which is braced for what is to come. Something is about to happen, but they're unsure what will happen. People of, of Jericho, they believed that God had done miracles in the lives of the children of Israel on many occasions, even not just past in the previous chapter, where they were in Gilgal and how they had gone over the river Jordan. But something was going to happen here. Would the people seek after God? Or would the people seek after ungodly ways? We have the children of Israel whom God had guided them thus far. That <coughs> God had taken them this far. But that didn't mean that the children of Israel would still follow on. The children of Israel knew that God had told them to go forward to the promised land. God hadn't given, told them that it was going to be an easy, easy ride right through. There may be obstacles in the way. But God was guiding them. And when they came to the place where they should settle, they would know that God had led them there. We have Joshua in this passage of Scripture. I just don't want to mention Joshua so many times. I want, it's really a congregation, really, of people here. But this is the beginning. Joshua, he was taking over from, from Moses. <clears throat> you can look in the chapter 1. It tells you how many times God tells him there to be strong. Tells them to go on to look. And no greater one than it is. And you, you can often think of that verse 9 of chapter 1. It says, Have I not commanded thee? Be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid, neither be, be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee. Whithersoever thy goeth. But just because Joshua had been placed in this position. Just because he was the man in charge. That didn't mean that Joshua had to be a man who stood still and did nothing. Joshua had to be a man whom guided the people that being led by God that they would go on a little further. And something often, it annoys me sometimes, and I pray that our congregations will never, ever get like this. I pray we'll never be a people who say, I want to keep just who I have. And no minister will want to say, well, I just want to have them and I'm happy enough. But may we always be looking forward to gaining more ground. As Jabez of old cried unto the Lord that he would, the Lord would give them that land. And you know what the Lord says? The Lord granted that which he requested. And I pray that we would be a people. That no matter the road, no matter the difficulty. That will stick the course. That will follow after God and will ask the Lord to break into our families, our friends and our neighbours. Because... Just because we're saved doesn't mean that they're, they're saved. So we need to follow after the Lord. Children of Israel have an obstacle. 
But unless they overcome this obstacle that is before them, they will not go to the promised land. They will not get to the promised land. But the children of Israel, they were going forward by Joshua's guidance. Not as individuals, but collectively they joined together to do what God had to say. You know what they were? As one people. And I pray this congregation is a one people. That you'll go together like the children of Israel will see in this passage. They went together to overcome things that are in front of them. And they saw God at work. So go on for Christ. Though the obstacles are big, we've got a God who's bigger. There's a few things in this passage of scripture which I want to look at this morning. There's a few things that were required of the children of Israel. And I believe for us, there's a few things required for us. The first thing is, the first thing required is to have an encounter with God. The verse number two, as we read it, it says these words. And the Lord said unto Joshua, See, I have given into thine hand Jericho. Before Joshua and the children of Israel could have, they could have any, any, any sort of guidance from God, they had to have an encounter with God. And that means that the Lord has have to have met them at some period in their lives. That the Lord has had to come by. And it tells us in that verse that the Lord said, so the Lord has came by. The Lord has visited that congregation. And they have so got at work and they are glad that the Lord has been at work. And you know you this morning in this meeting... <coughs> For you to have an encounter with God, that means that you must be saved. You must have had me under conviction. You must have turned unto the Lord to have an encounter with God. You must now be saved. And God pointing you in the right direction to live. And Joshua here in this passage of scripture, he comes in verse, in chapter 6. He comes near, chapter 5, sorry, in verse number 13. You read it yourself. He comes near to Jericho and Jericho is before him. And he wonders, how am I ever going to get over Jericho? How am I ever going to break down this great city that is before me? Sure, it's closed, it's locked, can't get in. The tools I have, I don't think I'm able. But Joshua is in touch with the Lord. And you can read that in verse number 14 and 15 of that chapter. Number five, it tells us that there's a, the captain of the Lord's army, and I'll let you answer that yourself. Who is the captain of the Lord's army? The captain of the Lord's army comes by. The Lord comes by here to Joshua. And Joshua checks, he says, is it, is it a foe? Are you for us or are you against us? And then he realizes who it is and he falls on his face and worships the Lord he realizes that the Lord's near he bows his head before him sometimes it is we wonder who's on our side who really is on the child of God's side who is on my side and sometimes then in our difficulties when we come around that we are surprised and we're encouraged 
pleasantly because we find that the Lord comes by and visits us. And ladies and gentlemen, and even young people that are gathered here, as I mentioned earlier, God knows this morning, God knows whether you're against him or for him. God knows everything about you, just like he knew about Joshua and knew about this congregation. You see, God knew their heart. And God, in knowing their heart, he says to them in verse 2 that he's going to give them the grounds. And then in verse 5, it tells us something. And it came to pass that when they made the long blast, that the Lord was to give them the ground. And by these people having an encounter with God, God gives them something that every child of God needs. God gives them the confidence that they can take the ground that is before them. Let me just bring that place, uh, bring it right home. We, are, we live at home, we have our family around about us, our children, our wives, maybe our mothers, our fathers, maybe there's family, brothers and sisters around about you. They say, I don't seem to be breaking through. I don't seem to be able to do anything. I don't seem to see I can do anything. Well, I am glad if that's the way you think. Because it's in then where you can really have an encounter with God and say, God, God, you're for me. Those who are against, bring them into the camp. Bring them into the camp. You see, all those that were outside the camp aren't able to take part in what they were doing here. But those that were in the camp, they had confidence to go on with God. And as we look at this here, as they were going on to the promised land, there's three things that we can recognize with these people. First thing we can recognize is that they're brought into fellowship with God they've been brought into the fellowship with God I pray that you have as well and then the second thing we recognise is that they've been brought to a, a point where they have complete confidence in what God says that he will do and then there's a third thing you recognise that it was God that would do the work they recognised that only God could do the work but that they needed to be available in the service of the Lord. And that's what we recognize with these people. Because even though God said to them that they must, that he's going to give them the land, they had to be willing to do exactly as God said. But they needed to have an encounter with God. May that be the case this morning, that each one of us realize that we constantly need to have fellowship with God. That we would have a desire that God would work in and through us. That the God of heaven would save our family members. Would save our friends. And may we have confidence that the Lord will do such things. And may we be available like Joshua and the children of Israel were. They are available that they would hear what God would have to say. And that they should do it. We'll find later that they did. But they must have an encounter. There's another requirement here. That they must hear the word of God. They must have a keen ear. To what God was saying. And it's again in those verse, that verse 2. It says. And the Lord said unto Joshua. And then we read it. 
in verse number 12 it says, And Joshua rose up early in the morning. The Lord said unto Joshua, Joshua and the children of Israel, had the Lord come by and whisper in their ears. It wasn't a minute too late. It wasn't a minute too early. But just as there they were standing before Jericho and wondering how they're going to overcome what is before them. They are and they're presented with the situation and they're uh, and are fearful of how things will come. We find that these children of Israel were close to God. Because if they're not close to God, God isn't going to have the communion with them. And they find that they're close to God because God came by. And God spoke to them. And they heard what God would have to say. And the children of Israel, they hear when they wanted to hear God. They wanted to hear God because they had a need that needed to be met. And they saw that God was the only one. The only one that could change things. And they relied on God to prevail. Because if they were ever to go, to go forward. If they were ever not just to stay stable or just to look behind. If they were to go forward. They would have to blow a trumpet. They would have to shout. They have to do as God would have to say. And to be honest. It really wouldn't be the human ways of going into battle, would it be? It's not really what we would say. That's going to be the great need for our battle. Let's blow a trumpet. In some ways, humanly, we would think it's daft. Sometimes we go through roads and it seems to be sort of staggered rather than straight across. And we think it's stupid or daft this to go... To go all that way when you could do something else. You could, you could, could have just went all straight across. But we're to go in the direction which God tells us to go. Because God's way is perfect. God's way is greater than our ways. And we often find that when we do go the other way. That we realise that we should have went the way which we were meant to go at the beginning. Because there's so many obstacles in our ways. That we should have done as God said. The children of Israel, they were told there in those verses 1 to 5, and especially verse 5, they were told sound information by God. This is what you do. Sound the horn, shout, but stay quiet for a period of time. When you do all these things, you shall conquer the land together. Not individually, but you'll conquer the land together. You'll conquer it. If you go in the direction which I have commanded thee. Today we try to complicate things. We try to complicate the scriptures even. Why not just tell people? And some people are doing it. And somebody I was contacted the other day. And uh, somebody had a, had, a, had a problem with one of her family members. Is, they don't live in this country with a family, family member. But they're. Keep sending them stuff about some charismatic stuff. He says, what do I do? And I had to give him some information about it and try to help him out. But the, 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 the thing that he asked me to watch and show just to give him an answer for, it was complicating the scripture. 
Why not just tell people that you must be born again rather than trying to complicate what God's word says? The children of Israel, they weren't going to complicate what God had to say to them. God said, I want you to, tr- I want you to blow the trumpets. God said, I want you to take me at my word. There's two things here they needed. First thing was they had to hear God's instruction. They had to hear God's instruction before they could go forward. Secondly, they needed to obey God's word. Because when we find obedience in this passage, when we get to obedience, we'll find that it had to be obeyed. God's word had to be abided for. Because if they didn't go on God's word, they wouldn't get through. And the children of of Israel outside this city, I want you to think of them standing outside this city. The people are gathered around, they're wondering how we're going to go forward. And the people in Jericho are standing inside the city. It says the gates are locked. Nobody can go in. Nobody can go out. And they feel, yes, the fear of what's outside, but they feel safe because they're inside. And surely the children of Israel can't get in. Surely it's not humanly possible to get in. But God was with the children of Israel. And because God was with them, no man could stop. Because if God gives a promise, God will fulfill that promise. If God tells us, this is what I believe, this is my promise for you, take that promise. And God says, we'll go forward with, if you take me at my word. We need to say, God, let it sh- show me. Show me. Show me by thy word and help me to take round for thee. Help me to go. And God says to you, God tells you to obey. And God tells the children of Israel, which we looked at a moment ago, in verses 2 to 5, that's I'm going to give you that city. And they knew that God could do this. They believed. And the verses 5 to 16, it turns away from the, the children of Israel. And this passage here begins to talk about the Ark of the Covenant. And because they were listening to God, then the emphasis turns away from the people. And it turns to God. And they desired the presence of God. And the Ark of Covenant is taken. And when they're to go forward, they're to go forward with trumpets before it. That they would see the Ark coming, that the presence of the Ark of God, God's presence, would give the victory. For us to get the victory too, we need to get, we need to have the presence of the Lord. Thirdly, quickly, the third requirement was that they needed faith. And it says in that verse, the Lord said unto Joshua, See, I have given into thine hand Jericho. And then in the verse 3 it tells us, And ye shall compass the city. I have given into thine hands, and ye shall compass the city. Or compass the city. Then the third requirement is that they needed to have faith. <clears throat> you see, it is faith. 
that gives them the knowledge that God will do exactly as he says he will do. It was faith that made them take action when they heard God's word. When God says, I will give you that city, they believe because they have faith in God. What about you? Have we faith to believe what God would have to say? Have we faith to see what God would have to tell us? Have we faith to believe it? Here the children of Israel did. Hebrews chapter 11, in that great chapter, it tells us there in the verse number 30, by faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they were compassed about seven days. Children of Israel had faith in what God would do. And we, like them, need to be faithful in the things of God. If God says to you, I have commandment for you, I want you to do something, we need to do it. If he says, tell your friends and family that they need the Savior, tell others about God, then we must do it. Children of Israel listened carefully to the word and they, I can assure you, they did exactly to what God had told them to do. For God says, compass the city. And they did. And when they stood in the work of the Lord together, then they could stand back in awe because God would dissolve the things that were before them. The city was shut up, wasn't it? No one could get in. No one could get out. It's impossible to break it down. They didn't have the tools. They don't have the tools we have today. But yet, God solves that problem and dissolved those walls and they fell down. The Bible tells us in verse 20, we read it earlier, that the walls fell down flat. Child of God, this morning, it is my prayer that the Lord would once again speak to the people of God. We would once again be in obedience to what the Word of God says. That God would break down barriers in our lives and would break down and dissolve the issues in our families and friends' lives that they would come to Christ. May God break down the barriers in our lives that are hindering us from taking new ground for God. May God break down our barriers that we will go forward. You see, the children of Israel had had no faith. They had had no, no obedience. They would have never went through to the promised land. But they did. And we must obey God. For God brought them out of the wilderness of labor. And it was a wilderness of labor. You know what God was doing here? God was bringing them to the city of new beginnings. Over the river Jordan. I'm going to take this city. And give them new beginnings. You see, not everybody that went into the wilderness 
was arrived at Jordan. Was arriving at Jordan or even at, at Jericho. A generation of people had passed. And I pray there will never be a generation that will take, that God will have to, God will go over a generation of people. That we will go all together, young people and old. That's why I'm a believer. See, old people or, young, or older people, not old people, older people, take a young person under your arm. There's things you've experienced. Tell the young people about them. They're going to go through something which might take them in the wrong direction. Help them. Encourage them to go on. Help them to see that it's not just what they think in front of them. But look at the bigger picture. May God give you help to do such things. Now we're going. We need a break. We need to take ground for the Lord. Fourthly and very, very quickly. These older points are quickly, so don't worry about time-wise. The fourth point Fourth thing that was required. This is really important. Patience. Patience. I'm not going to read the verses 11 to 15, but you can. The children of Israel, they get up morning by morning. They get up and they went and did exactly as God said. And for six days they went round and round the city of Jericho. First, not even a speckle of dust fell from, from the walls of Jericho. I'm sure humanly it was kind of discouraging. God says seven days, maybe they thought bit by bit it'll come down. And we'll see God work this part today, this part tomorrow. But God was saying, we'll have obedience. <coughs> you have to wait. You need to have patience. I'm sure they wanted it done early, just like us. We like things done early. But it was in God's time. After a period of six, six days. After a period of six days. After they had been tested. For obedience. Tested for patience. And this is quite hard. And my wife says, to me, says that it's very hard for me. And maybe you realise today. I talk a lot. She says I talk more than women do. She says, sometimes she says I talk more than two women. And I think that's very strange. I doubt it very much. He says, I talk a lot. Can you imagine there's one like me and the children of Israel that day? And God says, you have to be quiet. You can't speak. You can't make a noise. You walk in silence around that city. It's not just the size of this house. Around this house of God. It's the size of the city. You have to walk around in complete silence. And that is difficult. God says, you must have patience. You can't talk, you can't shout. And that's in verse 10, it tells us there. Joy shall command the people saying, Ye shall not shout, nor make a noise with your voice. Neither shall they say, sell any word proceed out of your mouth until the day I bid you to shout. Then shall ye shout. They were to be quiet. For six days. And for six days, and maybe you haven't considered it, six days nothing moved. Nothing moved. But they were to learn something that we should learn. That when God moves, their patience will be worth the wait. Patience would be worth the wait. When I was reading a story for the last week of a man called Chris Cooch. 
He was a golfer. He loved his golf. 16 years of age, he was told this was the next prodigy. He will be the number one within the next year. The world is his oyster. Everything will work out for this man. He is so good. Everybody will say his name. I would say, even if there was any golfers here, you probably didn't even know his name at all. Well, 16 years of age, he broke into the PGA Tour. For 16 years, he hardly won a thing. The only tournaments he ever won was the really amateurist tournaments he could ever get. He won nothing. He was coming in the bottom. Yet at the age of 32, he tells us that he won his first PGA title. He said what a relief it was. But I'm going to quote to you the words which Chris Crouch said. He said these words. So many times I have been tempted to give up. So many times I've been tempted to quit. When I had hard days, I had to be patient. I endured, even though the road was not easy. But it was worth the wait. Children of Israel, the road was not easy. But it was worth the wait. Worth the wait. See, they trusted God. I'm sure the city laughed at them. Walking around, this is a new battle strategy. I'm sure they laughed, but they persisted. I urge you to persist on, never give up. Never give in. The Lord's given you a promise. Let the Lord develop that promise. Even though the world laughs and sniggers, even though young people, your friends, say it's not cool to be a Christian, you say it's not cool to go to hell. May you endure. Because when the walls came down. And when the walls come down in your friends' lives. <coughs> they will realize that God is real. Child of God. God proves us. Two very quick points at the very end. There's not much to them. The fifth requirement was discipline. This in verse 12. It says, And Joshua rose up early in the morning. And the priests took up the ark of the Lord. Verse 15 tells us again they rose up early. Verse 10 tells us he shall shout, but not until God's time. Taking the city would be very hard work, but they needed to be disciplined. Sometimes it thought to them after four or five days, I'm sure it was, is this ever going to work out? Is it ever going to happen? Maybe the area you live in looks very impossible to reach. I don't know how God's going to speak to those people. I just do not see it coming along. And you've reached your end of your head as you say, I don't know where or what we can do. And it's impossible for us to take. We must discipline ourselves. We must do as God requires us. <coughs> and let God work. For the children of Israel could not take the city until they gave themselves over to God. If you're going to take cried off, you need to give yourself over to God and say, God, I want you to work. It requires discipline. Secondly, the last one, and I believe it's the most important sixth requirement 
was that they required unity. For it says in verse 5, And it shall come to pass. They will make a long blast with the ram's horn. And when you hear the sound of the trumpet, all the people shall shout with a great shout. All the people shall shout with a real shout. Unity. For in unity, the Lord commands the blessing. And if you want to take any verses home with you regarding unity, you can read Psalm 133. 23 <coughs> verses long, it's not very big. But it's all about the unity. Actually, I'll quickly read across it quickly just when I'm here. Psalm 133. Just when, I, when it's on the mind. It says, Behold, how good and how pleasant is it for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious ointment upon the head that ran down upon the beard, even Aaron's beard, and went down into the skirts of his garment. And the Jew of Hermon's, and as the Jew that ascended upon the mountains of Zion, for there the Lord commandeth the blessing, even life forevermore. We can, we can do things, we can bicker, and tell stories about one another. I'm sure the children of Israel could do the same. But the walls of Jericho would not come down unless they went together in unity. Unless they did what God had commanded them. Unless they had the blessing of God because they were unified together. They would not go forward. And I trust that you would have a desire to have a closer walk with God. A closer walk with God means unity with our brethren and sisters. That's what it means. See, the children of Israel had been bickering. Would they have taken the city? Would they have gained new ground? God's church this day needs to be a people who take new ground. And the Bible tells us that on the seventh day, in verse 20, God breathed. And the blessing of God fell. And the city was opened. And God had, God had done a work. And the children, could say, the children of Israel could say, the Lord God had done all things well. And they went forward with God. May we have an encounter with the Lord our God. May God show you and I how that we should live. May we seek that the Lord would breathe upon us. We would have the breath of the Lord are breathing upon us once again.